listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. There on, I'm listening to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Curry Robertson, alongside my sound man extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we are up in house for episode 137. Yeah, welcome back. All righty, and let's start out the top of the hour with a uh, RIP to Micaiah Bryan, murdered by Columbus, Ohio uh, Police Department. On to another one. You know, hopefully we can see the same fervor and upswell for this round of... uh, police killings as we saw in the past and we can continue to see some justice but uh yeah just wanted to give her a heartfelt r.i.p i hope everybody had a good 420 <laughs> nice celebration you know what i mean uh, we had some nice party favors in the house so uh it's yeah chill. definitely put it in the air for the for the homies dead and alive but yeah other than that, you didn't get anything interesting this week? No, nah, I didn't get to catch anything. Uh, I didn't get to watch anything this week. Uh, all the stuff that I'm going to watch is coming out this weekend. So Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I know we talked about Yasuke, which is coming out on the 29th. Yeah. The, pre, the, the pre-screening reviews have given it solid 100% across the board. Hey. Like... It's not even a 99%, my nigga. It's straight 100% across the board. I'm I might like, watch okay. that in, in English now, you know what I mean? Because, well, yeah. Well, I wanted to watch it in English because I wanted to give Keith Stanfield the, uh, you know what I mean? I wanted to, yeah, to make sure was, that he got some credit for, for doing that, what, that voice acting. That. But yeah, and, and also Flying Lotus on the soundtrack. My nigga, this, yo, the an, I don't know what animation studio is behind it. Are you, do you know? I'm not sure. It's um, it's one of those. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm gonna have to double check on that. Yeah, one. but it just it, from the production house to the uh to the to the sound to the dub, everything seems to be in line, yeah. and I'm looking really forward to it. That's for sure. Super excited about that. It's gonna be also Mortal Kombat comes out this this uh. This yes, weekend. I did say I was gonna give that a watch. And, um, so fucking exciting news joe taslim who plays um sub-zero spoiler alert has signed on for four movies he just he just announced oh wait did the studio announce four movies or did he just announce he signed for four movies he announced that he signed for four movies his contract is for four movies so one of that can mean one of two things right like it's either four four other mortal kombat movies or four other unrelated movies no no well yeah yeah right it's four movies under the banner of the mortal kombat whatever that may be that's usually that's usually how that works, unless they, yeah, I don't think they usually write down a specific movie title when. No, 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 yeah, contract. definitely not a movie it's title. Usually, like, usually keying for but, a project. But it, the reason why I say that is because if the usually you don't want to announce something like that before the studio does, you know what I mean? Like the studio will announce, yeah, okay, definitely, we have it, he coming, wouldn't have announced that without the studio uh, 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 blessing. Yeah, <laughs> so that, that's all the reason why I say it, it might not be directly tied in with what he's doing right now, but probably. No, yeah, it is. It's part of the promotion that they were that they're basically letting you know that hey, we're planning to go go oh, all also, in on this. Oh, also, did they tie in his announcement with the rollout? Yes. Oh, yes. got it, got it's it, got it. Of, that's it's what's a part up. of um their 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 promo that's going on. Um, so I'm I'm super duper excited for that. So uh, of course the internet was just like noob cyborg confirmed. What? Because so, for those who are unfamiliar with the Mortal Kombat lore, um, the first Sub Zero, I'm not even gonna try to act like I know their names, but the first Sub Zero. Yeah. Um, the elder brother is um 
is is the original one. That's the one with the beef with Scorpion. And then he gets killed and yeah. magic stuff happens and he comes back as Noob Saibot. And his younger brother takes up the mantle of Sub-Zero and mm-hmm. sort of... When he was uh, trying to avenge him. That was in Mortal Kombat Mythologies, the games. Was when the younger Sub-Zero was trying to avenge the older one and he didn't have the mask on. And then he went through yeah. that game. And then at the end of that, he actually took up the whole outfit and then he got fucked up and then the old and then another sub-zero came if i remember correctly right uh, Link no. Way, there's three sub-zeros i'm that may have been the old one i'm not sure about those one but in the new storyline since they've come out since Ooh, they come out with like right. mortal kombat um i think around nine is when they okay. consolidated I was gonna the, say, um, that's all pre-mortal kombat 5 stuff i was talking about yeah they consolidated the timeline and started like they didn't really get rid of old stuff, but they sort of introduced like a multiverse aspect where there's like, Ooh. that's in Mortal Kombat 11, there are different timelines, so you can play as different versions of um, of the characters and shit, and they fight each other from different timelines and shit, and Liu Kang is evil, and it's... it's I didn't it's like that storyline. Cool. I remember that. I remember uh, listening to some um, story breakdowns of that. I, I wasn't a huge fan of that, because I thought the early Mortal Kombat storylines were pretty cool, honestly, but... That's I, I was never a fan of the fighting game, so I just follow the stories, honestly. <laughs> but you know, it's inevitable that everything that gets rebooted, you know, you get got to get updated every mm-hmm. if you want the franchise to keep going. So, so I'm yeah, excited they, they, to see that coming out. where this one goes, man. Super duper. Um, they, they dropped like the first few. They dropped like the opening that I think that was going into Scorpion's background. It shows like him back in like regular kimono, and like I'm assuming his wife is like frozen over. So I was like, I'm not watching that. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wait. Oh no! Just wait experience. We all know thing. where that goes. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no place good. No. But yeah. So, so what else is coming out other than that? Um, uh, they got some pretty, pretty good movies. I did see some previews for stuff that I was excited, um, excited for. Uh, I saw Shang Chi. Yeah. Yo, the preview for Shang Chi looks so good. Epic. Oh man, I'm really excited for that. And they ne- and they needed to to make up for Iron Fist. I believe that they owe they they owe the entire Asian community an apology for Iron Fist because that was just the worst type of appropriation. Uh, Iron it was Fist so bad was... that even white people were like, "This isn't good." <laughs> it was. I, I think there was. It wasn't good casting, man. I, I don't. I do not think. Uh, uh, do you think it was bad casting all around, or just Danny Rand? I think Danny Rand was off. I, I agree. Man. I agree because I thought the, the rest of the so cast was off. doing it. I and thought the rest of the cast was doing yeah, it, bro. Like I did not believe him as a martial artist, and it kind of you know crushed the is? entire thing. He played into the whiny bitch part Absolutely. of this character too much. Absolutely, and it was like you're way too good at that part he and not good at Game the other Thrones part. Character back to this role. Oh yeah, that's right. He played Loris, something like that. It begins with an L. Yeah, yeah. What's Loris, her face? Yeah, is the younger brother. Yeah, man, boy, he just ah, the, 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 there was no metal to the character. Like the character, <laughs> like the thing is, is like I like how Daredevil when he's mad and he's you know he's kind of squirrely as a lawyer, but when he's Daredevil, he's got yeah, the metal. Exactly. You know what I mean? He he will steal himself and go forward to to finish the mission. See, I did not get that from Danny Rand because he ain't got no mask, man. Mask allows you to slip on and assume a new identity. You, you know, and it's true. It's true. It it it's. I feel like the mask is absolutely allegorical for the personality switch for mm-hmm. sure. And, but, um, other than, uh, so, <laughs> so did we find the, the Achilles heel of that character? It's like, just give the nigga a mask, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, just give him, give him an appropriate Because at least then we could have someone else artist. play the, the martial artist part. Yeah. <laughs> That's rude. I mean, no, nah, but then it kind of looks weird when you're cutting too much, man. It, it's because like nowadays the bar is so high that if you don't, when you miss it, it looks really bad. You know mm. what I mean? By comparison. It's true. 
But um, there's also the Hitman's Bodyguard, which is coming out. Uh, Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. Did you oh, see the okay. Hitman's Bodyguard? I was going to say, I saw the Hitman's Bodyguard, and yeah. that's not a new movie, but yeah, the, the Hitman's, Hitman's Wife's, Wife's Bodyguard, Bodyguard is coming out. I guess Selma I'll watch Hikes that that shit was entertaining. Role. I love that movie. That movie was pretty hilarious. I enjoyed that movie for no reason, actually. <laughs> there was generally, I mean, it wasn't exactly like a crazy plot. Like, it wasn't like revolutionary, but I watched it and I watched and enjoyed it every moment of it. Yeah, it's, you know, it's an action blockbuster. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, The Conjuring is also coming out with its third movie. Uh, the fucking the devil made me do it. Well, the first one wasn't bad. I'm just really? kind of like it. W- it wasn't a bad movie. I'm just not interested in the world. Yeah, I haven't seen any of so them particularly it, for that reason. Yeah, it, it definitely got me to finish the movie without feeling bad about myself, but it did not <laughs> get me to want to watch the next movie. Uh, also, Black Widow is coming out in July. Maybe that I'm looking forward that. to for sure. Yo, the, the preview showed some. Um, what's his name? Uh, Taskmaster. Taskmaster yeah. in the new trailers look epic. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Marvel's got a, a, a nice smattering of of movies coming out in the in the proceed in the next couple months. Um, the, Michael Che has a piece coming out that I'm looking forward to. He's nice. pretty much the only part nice. of of Saturday Night Live that I that I enjoy anymore because I don't know, man. Some of the it I know it's a comedy show and it's not meant to be taken seriously, but sometimes like. There's jokes that black people make amongst other black people that they don't make in front of white people. And Keenan does a lot of those kind of jokes in front of white people. And it just feels bojangle-ish. Like, it just, it just seems kind of like a, a minstrel show when he does it. And it's, and, it, and it's starting to, like, the more... Because I watched it for a long time. And I didn't feel that way in the beginning. But over time, it's kind of got that ting to it. I'm just like, hmm... I do it like like especially when he talks about like anti-vaxxers and things like that because you know there's a very good reason why there's a lot of distrust in the black community and instead of just calling people ignorant because they don't trust you you should probably engage them a little bit more seriously and joking about that in front of white people that ain't the lick you know what I mean things like that topics like that I don't like as much when he when he hits and he's doing that a lot lately but other, that was a subtle sidebar I fuck with Michael Che heavy. Because I never get that feeling from Michael Che. Michael Che's comedy has always been what it was. You know what I mean? And what he brings to to Weekend Update, I think, and and like that's part of the stick with him and Colin. And Colin does it back to him. So it's kind of reciprocal. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you don't just get bad black jokes. You get bad white jokes too. You know what I mean? Like Colin Jost makes just as many jokes about white culture as Michael Che does about black culture. So it seems a little bit more balanced. You know what I mean? I can stomach that more. So it, I, I prefer that to the skits. Okay. <laughs> but <clears throat> he has his own show coming out called uh, That Damn Michael Che. And boy, does that look funny. It's a little sketch joint that he's got coming out that I'm not sure if it's going to be kind of Chappelle show-ish. But if there's anyone who I think could do a a worthy sketch style show, I think it's Michael Che. <laughs> I think he could do it. Ah, it should be dope. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I look. Cool. I think he'll do better with it than like Fifty Cent and them did. That's 50 for sure. Cent had a sketch show. Yeah, it was called uh, Station Fifty or something like that. It was pretty bad. Or central. Yeah, something. It was bad. It does not sound very. No, it was. It, it wasn't good. Very. I mean, it was a prank show. Oh yeah, would, there you go. That, but they that. were like doing things like getting white people to say the n-word and then jumping them and i'm like come on what that's, that's, that's not really a sketch show you know <laughs> yeah and i'm like that's i don't know if that's the, this is the time for that but no i'm definitely looking forward to michael Che's sketch show oh that damn michael Che. 
So uh, are, are you also looking forward to Space Jam, A New Legacy? I'm going to watch it just because people are <laughs> mad that they put clothes on Lola. And I'm like, really? Are you Lola? mad that they desexualized Lola. the cartoon rabbit? I'm going to watch it just because you guys are that stupid. Yo, people find the strangest things to get Yo, upset about. Yo, my nigga. I'm just like, really? That's pretty funny. But, you know, but Yo, of course. I didn't even notice the difference. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Until it was just pointed out, I still don't remember the difference. Yo, Bro, it is shit. ridiculous. Because, of course, you would have had to see her in a sexual way to begin with to notice the difference. And if you never That's saw her that way, then guess what? The change was irrelevant. It's just so sad. That's some funny shit. Yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely going to check out this new Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the ride. I and mean, gonna... hey, they spend a lot of money on it. Them graphics. I mean, graphics. The, 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 the shit looks good. Is LeBron James in it? It's very good. Yeah, he's the main character. He's, okay, I was about to say, if LeBron's not in it, if it's not LeBron or Steph, then I really don't know how good it's going to be, but... Yeah, LeBron is. Even though Steph Curry is a terrible actor, gosh, that man is not a good actor. And 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 that's the only thing I can critique him on because the man has literally changed the way that people play basketball. So you can't critique his basketball game, but I can critique his acting, and boy, is it bad. (laughs) But um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure LeBron is equally as bad. Um, Man, you ain't got. I mean, he seemed all right, but. You know, they could have just chosen all the best seats for the trailer, so... There you go. <laughs> uh, Michael Jordan actually wasn't a terrible actor, but I think it's because nah, he had he was... so much experience in front of a camera prior to, to doing the movie. Like, his whole life, from his college career, he was decorated in front of a in front of a camera, so... Yeah. yeah fucking, damn, we gave that much heat to the Space Jam? <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, Lola. Sexy Lola's out of control. We have to stop her immediately. <laughs> Bro, Lola, Baby, somebody please think of the children. children. Thank you, bro. You want your children looking at Lola Bunny with a boner? Come on, man. Oh, it's so funny. But yeah, no, I, I, like, I see. It, it's such, when those kind of situations come up, it's like it's a double edged sword. Because if you're Disney and you change the model, then you're acquiescing to their bullshit. <laughs> but if you're the other side and you're com- complaining. You're complaining about some bullshit. You know what I mean? Sure, <laughs> it's like, wait a second. For sure, we're complaining about some bullshit. I don't. I don't say if you were like, "Hey, you're playing indoors." You know what I'm saying? Those arenas are cold. You might want to put a shirt on. You know what I'm saying? But they were like, "Nah, too sexy." I know. It's, it's not even like they said that wasn't realistic because that's not how women play basketball. It's not a woman's nope, basketball uniform. Back then, when Space Jam came out, women's basketball wasn't popular enough to use their uniforms. I can't imagine. But today, no, WNBA, women's basketball, like, we are in a state of, like, when did the first Space Jam come out? 2000? 20 years? Oh, it was or nineties. It was nineties, yeah, right? It was definitely nineties. Yeah, come on, man! It, this is a completely different millennium. Like nineteen ninety six. Yeah. Okay, dude. The the change in the millennium was like it, it was like a thousand years past between nineteen ninety nine and two thousand. Like that change because the the way the culture has been going since then, like there's no way you can get away with hell nah dressing uh, little bunny hell the way nah. you did in ninety six. I mean, yeah, it is a different era. I mean. You remember um uh uh I, I don't remember the name of the fucking show but the dude is like wham pow right in oh, the, the honeymooners but One that's even time, way before was... that. No 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 nigga. What? He was threatening to beat his wife every episode and laughed at it, nigga. Yo, what was that? That was I think that was the thirties, thirties or forties? Uh, I, I thought it was later than that. I thought it was like sixties, seventies somewhere. It could have been nigga. Yo, everything before the eighties is one decade to me. 
<laughs> nah, I'm joking. I mean, that's kind of fair. I mean, we were born <laughs> in the 80s. It's all the same. It's all history. When it comes to, to American culture, though, between the, like, after the Great Depression to the 80s is kind of really smashed together for me. It all ran together. Um, I know a lot of shit happened, and I'm aware Holy of when shit. it happened. Yeah, 55. 1955. Yeah. I mean, because I don't even think it would have been okay to do that shit in the 70s to talk about beating your wife. But this is the Not crazy so enthusiastically. part. enthusiastically. This is the crazy part. You couldn't make it, but you could show it. You could show some nigga who made that shit in the past. And that's the part I never got. It's like... I am totally down with like not sterilizing the past, but not giving public platform to shit that is no longer culturally relevant. Like I'm not saying I'm not saying like delete it from the databases, expunge it from existence. Um, And like, I don't know, like I don't know what to do with things like R. Kelly's music, but like there's shit that you could just relegate to the past, but just not give it platform in, in the current you know what i mean yeah if you want to go home and play it in private that's cool but should the radio play it probably <laughs> not you know what i mean in the same way should tv land show honeymooners probably not should you be able to buy the box set and watch it at home sure but no i mean i don't know is that still giving a public platform i, mean, I don't know at this point it's just i don't know it, it's like a part of history you know it's like something in a museum at this point but I mean, dude, I, I can't. Well, I guess you got the History Channel and all that shit. You got a museum in your home. Like, <laughs> why can't you see all that shit? You're, I mean, I don't know. It's a thin line. It's a thin line. But Honeymooners is woefully inappropriate. This nigga, and it's not even like he was threatening to like shake her up. You know what I mean? And yeah, he, was, he was threatening to he was slap to her. Knock her out to the Yo, moon, my son. nigga, he said, I'm going to punch you so hard, you're going to leave the atmosphere, bitch. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> That's <laughs> crazy. Oh, man. I was going to say something terrible. <laughs> don't get yourself canceled. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I don't believe in that he's, shit. He's, gonna say, he's got that Ike Turner energy. Bro. But even Ike knew to keep his hand open. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. Was that bad? That's bad. You're okay. going to take the Sean Connery stance on it? <laughs> and I'm not saying it's right, but like, there's degrees to this shit. This nigga said he wanted to knock her out, my nigga. Like, yo, can you imagine? Like, I couldn't even imagine saying that to my work, my girl in private. Like, yo, I will Man, knock you out. It's okay. Like, you got to say it with like, you know, with like flair. You know what I'm saying? You, know, you got to say it with a laugh track. Yeah. You know, ah, it's the laugh he, track he that makes it okay. It with, I guess he did say it with a lot of aggression, didn't he? I was gonna... No, my nigga, that shit was not pat. What? <laughs> Uh, it's the flair You know what I mean You can't just say, say it Like regularly chest. Or say it with like In a threatening way You gotta say it That makes it sound Kind of like You gotta make it You gotta say it So that the people Who would actually uh, Try to say something about it Think you would do it to them So they don't <laughs> it's like, oh, Fuck this shit I'm not gonna get Knocked out too <laughs> Not me too Not me too Then who gonna pick oh, me up Off the float But yeah So yeah There's a tons Tons and tons of shit Coming out uh, yeah, That's nice, nice And I'm nice, looking nice, forward nice. to but yeah, moving on and from that. It, I don't but, even know when Loki comes out, but I'm super excited you know, for that too. I don't know why I was I I heard Loki was a TV show, and I think it was because it was the debut of Marvel talking about their TV shows, and I hadn't been exposed to enough of them to realize how good they were. Well, so they didn't I was exist yet kind of point. yeah, exactly. Well, so I was I was uh, reticent to jump on the bandwagon, and then for a while I was kind of outright hostile to the idea of it. But now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, nigga, that was that was that was stupid, yo. This just shit sounds fresh. <laughs> I'm definitely looking forward to it. Yeah, it looks 
I, I'm loving the concepts and like the the idea that they got going on with that. And also, like, I don't know, I've, I've always, I've been a big fan of Loki since I was like, since I fucking learned the name in Mr. Wood's class or Mrs. Wood's class, whichever. But, um, uh, uh, like, the shit that they're doing, and it's it's going to be nice to see Tom Hiddleston playing a whole bunch of different characters or different versions of the same Loki and shit. That's so, going to be really I'm cool. Super duper excited for this. So, I guess the premise of the series is, is that Loki has, uh, has committed time travel and in doing so, there are multiple versions of him throughout the time stream. And there is a body of time police. And I'm being very rough in general here. I don't know if this is exactly it, but this is just that, what I understand. Yeah, that's pretty much the vague that, summary. That captured Loki and then utilized Loki to go capture the other Lokis. Because that's the only way you're going to catch Loki is with Loki. Right. You need a specific type of psychopath. Exactly. And, only, and, I, and I assume the only reason why they caught this Loki was because uh, he was captured in... <laughs> The timeline of the Avengers Infinity up. War, and he was shackled when yeah, he tried he to dip, with, and with they caught him. On. Yeah, so he couldn't, yeah, get away. So that's why Tom Hiddleston, Middleston, Hiddleston, Hiddleston will be playing multiple versions of the Loki character because they're Lokis from different timelines who might have different ideas of how they want to go about to fuck yes. shit up. <laughs> yeah, that sounds and um. It was it was hinted that there might be a female Loki in there too. So like, and hmm. apparently she might be the mastermind. So hmm. I don't know. There it, is a female. No, no, there's, there's a female on. Loki in the comics too, too, as well. Yeah. So it's definitely yeah. a, a a comic precedent there. Yeah. No, I'm just saying, as I'm not sure if that's exactly what the story. Yeah, I'm not is, sure is what I meant. I hope that that's. I hope that they worked that in because that was always a really interesting one because he, of course. Had, Loki, knowing that they assumed he was a man, used the, the fact that they didn't know who he, who she was to great degree. <laughs> hey, man. Confusion! When I, yeah, I don't really think Aesir or, or gods in general are bound by things like gender and species. No, actually, I believe that in the Marvel lore, the Aesir are aliens given form by Whoa. our desires. And so the, they that's why they try to court worship. That's why they try to court worship because that's how they keep their form. Um, if I remember correctly, it's something of that nature. So they all they they all uh, have water. different forms, yeah. And Loki does have wolves for children, so there's lots of weird shit happening. Uh, he there. also has a six-legged horse, six <laughs> or is it eight-legged horse? Six-legged horse. Six, right? yeah, yeah. Slepnir. Um He's also yeah, given birth. Yeah. So you know, Loki's done it all, man. Yo, Loki's lived a storied-ass life, my G. Feel me. One of, the, one of the dopest deities around. Making it happen. All right. So, yeah, what else has been going on in entertainment sphere? Uh, yo, did you see the Red and Meth uh, versus? I did not. I heard that was So, dope. pretty much versus has come, become gone into what I assumed it would be, which is just a concert series. Nice. It was pretty much just a concert where they, for a significant portion of it, they traded off songs rather than doing sets. But... Yeah, it was a virtual concert, and it was amazing. Um, and it was funny because, you know, Red did Red. You know what I mean? He came in there completely unprepared. And about about 30 minutes in, he got into stride and then was in full concert mode and put on an amazing show. Nice. Because at the in the beginning, Meth was like, oh, oh, we, no, don't worry. We got a track list and this and that. And Red was like, word? Don't tell me the songs. I was like, 
He literally took the paper out so you would know what the songs don't are. And he told him, don't tell me the songs. Never tell me the odds. <laughs> oh, man. That was great. I love Red, man. Red is amazing. Amen. Yo, that track. But also, it, when you're performing with your friend, you can do shit like that. You know? Absolutely. Well, and that just that goes to show how comfortable Meth is um, performing with Red because they've been doing it for what? Three decades? Yeah. <laughs> like, these niggas have been performing up. together. They know each other so well. Like, that's like real brotherhood status type shit. You know what I mean? And Red is probably the funniest nigga in the industry. Like, yeah. Freddie Gibbs, like, they, like, he has his work set out for him to overtake moments like the Red Man uh, fucking Cribs. You know what I mean? <laughs> that was lit. Uh, he did a follow-up one later on, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, fucking, yeah. Red is just... It, it, even even his skits on his albums are are legendary. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. but I, I feel the radio like radio station. I remember that shit. When it comes to when it comes to to rapper comedians, I feel like Red is the is the guy is the, is the goal to chase. You know what I mean? He's also a pretty good actor too. Absolutely, absolutely. You know what's so? You remember back when we were talking about Venom? Yeah. Tom Hardy used Red Man as his. Uh, as his inspiration for how he as was playing Venom. Hilarious. Which I thought was great. That makes me want to watch the movie again. But what makes me... I think that Redman would make a better inspiration for a Joker. Because yeah, of definitely. because of how manic his mood swings could be. You know what I mean? He's always joking, but, you know, being the hood nigga that he is, sometimes you'll see him <laughs> with a straight face and he's joking. And sometimes you'll see him joking when he's not joking. And so it, it makes for a very interesting character profile, I think. But yeah. Now, nah, Redman is, is is a great performer, but Meth is up there looking cock these nigga. Yo, my <laughs> man has been hitting the gym. I was like, yo, bro, you, you better watch out. Yeah, usually when you do all that powerlifting, you lose your endurance because they were up there performing for like three hours, my G. Nice. They are in good health. Nice. Yeah, my yo, I'm telling you, nobody is going up there to do no verses with that much rapping and running around without yeah. being in good condition, bro. Hey, man, trust me, I see Sco do that shit like. Good performers, like it's it's a lot of calories, man. You get your workout, <laughs> and it's also <laughs> a skill, like the stage. But you know who I see really uh, get into to uh, into like the use of their momentum while they're moving to to also keep into their performance, uh, their vocal performance. Capleton, yeah, oh hell yeah, Capleton hell yeah. is a master of that. You know what I mean? Especially when he's doing the jump the and he's singing yeah. while jumping and you can't hear the change in his voice is still consistent. First of all, that man is in amazing health. In amazing health. I I pity the person who thinks that they're going to butt up Capleton like on a physical level. Like, yo, that man's going to fold you over, bro. I don't think anyone in Jamaica is that stupid. Nah, <laughs> B. Nah. The man is a legend. Even For if you're real. deaf, you know who Capleton is. Man. But yeah, so it it was really great seeing them up there perform. Um, and for the length of their performance, phew, yeah. Shout out to my man, Okay Kari. He has a YouTube channel called Kari's Crib. That's what I watched it on. It's a uh, it's a it's it's a really great platform. Because first of all, I don't know how he manages to get his shit to stream without ever hiccuping. <laughs> Not a nary a hiccup in his stream, my G. Like what the fuck? Why does she stay? Like I try to put it on my big TV. Nothing but hiccups. <laughs> My yo, I would, so I just usually watch on his channel, but yeah, his channel is pretty dope, y'all. I enjoy watching his live stream. They talk about all kinds of shit, but um, but yeah, uh, fucking definitely looking forward to 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 more live uh perf- live streams performances through the the versus platform. 
Um, but yeah, I, I I hope that they have. I really don't like Triller, the app. I'm not interested. And if they if they keep on centralizing it only on Triller and Triller based apps, I could see it losing popularity because we all know where that leads. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to eventually shoot yourself for it. in the foot. You're eventually gonna have to pay for it, and then all <laughs> that shit's gonna go right out the door. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm I mean, Triller, don't shoot yourself in the foot. Don't price yourself out the game. Yeah. And and that, and that's going to suck for all the people who they gave uh uh trailer stock to. <laughs> like yo yo you part owners my G we giving niggas ownership now now nah, fuck that fuck that money shit nigga we giving niggas ownership these days like but you, please please don't sink the ship that I own <laughs> that you gave me ownership in. Don't don't punch holes in it. <laughs> but yeah, that'll be interesting to see how uh, how that progresses. But yeah, moving on from that uh I saw this happening in um in Europe and I was excited for it for a hot second only for it to get shot down and that was the European Soccer League uh trying to separate off uh from the World Soccer League into a, a super league for the European groups. Well, people were mad about that shit. Oh yeah, 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 they shut that shit down. They, that's just not happening. <laughs> yeah, I didn't they, know they, they were that mad. Oh yeah. I just I just heard that I just heard people talking about it. Now, now while I am very much inclined to agree that separating from the global uh, FIFA body is probably in their best interests. Unfortunately, it seemed like a play of privilege. Like, in terms of in terms of who was going to benefit from this, I don't know if the players were going to benefit as much from it, which is why the players, I think, were the ones internally that ended up causing it to to collapse. Because, I mean, it, it was a money move for the owners, really. The owners I saw making a decent uh, benefit from this because they're the, the I, from what I understand, FIFA is a, an oppressive body to work under. And so I've heard. Yeah. And, and it's starting to have. Well, it's been have having quite a bit of undue influence in the league. And so some of the team managers are are disgruntled with that. But I don't know if that's going to be enough, man. FIFA, FIFA like regularly breaks international laws and pays no penalty for it. You know, I think that that's indicative of a certain level of power, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Where else are you going to get soccer from? I thought so. I know, like, damn, they, you do know that niggas play soccer, like, regardless, right? I thought so. But nah, they ain't having it. But yeah, no, nah, that shit got shut down. I'm not, and I'm not exactly sure what power shut that down, but that sucks, man, because that was a, a powerful move, man. I think it was like 22 European um, clubs were about were, were were trying to organize this. Like that would have been uh, a, a very substantial uh, shakeup in the professional uh, soccer community. But nah, establishment <laughs> powers. You know, this would have been a, it. Would have been a nice. Uh, because it would be like a workers movement in the sports industry, you know what I mean? A very, albeit a very small one, uh, but it's one that that could scale up. But nah, uh, I guess the the international sports community is entirely too powerful to for for the clubs themselves to make any kind of moves like that. Um, I wonder if you could start like a, a a splinter league though. Not not well, I think that oh, because I think that's what they were trying to do. But then FIFA was like. Nah, if you play in that league, you can't play in our league. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what? That's, can't that's encroach on our competition. That's crazy. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm wait. See, 
I'm way too principled because if I was a player and I saw that, I'd be like, but I don't want to play under a league that thinks that it's their job to crush any other organized play. Like, that's not fair. And I would just stop playing. But then again, I don't also, yeah, you're also I, looking I, I at can't it, expect like, that from them. Right. Because they're at that point, they're playing their entire life to get there. Yeah. True. Yeah. You know it's like, like it's like people most sports are are like poor people trying to get out the hood. It's true. Oh, I, oh my goodness. I think it's substantial and a, a substantial um um substantial substantially large majority of players come from impoverished backgrounds. Absolutely. Ooh, it's I don't what know why I you say the, that. It's what gives you the drive to endure so much fucking training. Pain. Yeah. To, <laughs> if you live a good life, goal. like odds are you're never exposed to that much extreme training. And even if you do, you have a choice to be like, why the fuck am I doing this? Pretty I'm much. Just go the fuck home. But, I think that's why quarterbacks are pussies, but... <laughs> But but you know when when that's your ticket out, it's that or nothing. You tend to be a lot more willing to put it all on the line. Yeah, and so you know, it. it I would like to see something happen there because, especially when it comes to soccer, when it comes to international outreach, boy, man, that could be huge, huge, liberating. Like, uh, or having a a league that is less exploitative that young soccer players can join and be somewhat lucrative. They might not make major league footballer numbers, but to make, I mean, if you could make $150,000 a year being reasonably good at soccer, that's not fucking worst thing in the world. That's not the worst thing in the world. You know what I mean? Mm, and so not a bad living. I could see, you know, I could see that being a, a very positive, uh, uh, um, outlet for a substantial amount of uh, young people in the world, you know, all throughout South America and Africa. And I mean, it's even big in um, the Middle East, right? Soccer is big in the Middle East. I don't know. No idea. I'm pretty sure it's big in India, though. No idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not familiar with uh, Asian sports. I'm not familiar with it as much at all. I know that Japan likes to play baseball. Yeah, soccer is it's played in Japan, but. It's. I guess it would be probably about as popular there as as it is here. Yeah, because I mean they all show up to the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I feel like it would be a a great thing if um somehow FIFA's stranglehold on soccer was was let up because you know like basketball is becoming more international, but football is not an international sport. We just got to fix that shit in America, and we'll, we will have fixed the world's <laughs> football problem. Because no, I mean, when I say football, I mean American football, not soccer. Um, because like no one, like we have to come to, like football exists at the same time as rugby. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Americans never stop and say, "Man, why? What's up with that?" Oh, because the rest of the world sees that people putting on pads and hitting each other with indiscriminate fury is probably a bad idea. The, literally, the rest of the world sees it. Only America sees this as like a good thing. Yeah, man, because Americans are tough. Got it. <laughs> but yeah, it, you know, I, I I think that especially in that case, we should definitely like try our best to 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 deal with some of the issues in this international sports community. Um, and soccer is a good vessel for that, more so than a lot of sports that we are find popular in America. But yeah, moving on from that, uh, what else been going on? <laughs> Texas rancher uh, decides that 
Texas needs to have bigger and better deer. So he genetically engineers a Texas edition deer for rent for hunters to come and experience uh, the the Texas thrill with. It's the most baller shit ever. Bro, first of all, as funny as this sounds, have we not seen Resident Evil and what happens when you when you have like unregulated genetic engineering and then you release it out into the wild? Like shit's gonna get ugly, bro. You can't have you can't have things that are and it's not like, you know, they're genetically engineered to be clones of 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 deer. They are making these deer better. They are altering their genes to express certain traits. These aren't just like, oh, okay, these are just clone deers of regular deer. These are altered deer. These are Bigger, better, stronger, faster deer. So what you're saying is in about 25 years, I'll be able to buy a Chimera. I, I think in about five years, you'll be able to buy uh, uh, a muscular deer that can run faster than your car. That'll be some to ride. shit. You, you, you'll be, be able to buy shit. a reindeer. Yo, that's the most human shit ever. <laughs> Genetically engineered animal that's too... Too too powerful for you to defeat or control. Oh, come that's on. That's the most human thing in the world. But that's what they're going for. Because the, the whole point of the genetic engineering is to gen, uh, to make de- uh, deer that are more difficult for hunters to fell. And it's like, but wait. Why don't you just hunt harder game? Nah. Or what? Why are you hunting things for fun? Like, if you're hunting the deer, I would assume it would be for meat. But if you're genetically altering it, of course you're not going to want to eat the genetically altered deer after you shoot it. You're only shooting it to take its head. Like, what's the deal? Like, are people... People have no... No idea of... Maybe I shouldn't do this. They said, hey, this is Texas... We need bigger deer. And instead of saying, that's a stupid idea, they said, you know what? You're right. How do we get bigger deer? Well, we could breed them or. Nah, son. Nah, man. Like, we can genetically alter them. That's what rich people do with their money. (laughs) You feel me? He's accomplished everything he has in his life. But the only thing he wants now is a bigger deer to shoot. But it doesn't exist. But that is the That's most American thing ever. Is, for. is that not the most American? The Texas edition deer is yeah. the most American thing you've ever seen. That dude is living his dream right now. Everything's so. I don't know if there's people who aren't aware of this, but Texas has a thing where anyone, any like corporation that wants to sell something in Texas, typically has to produce a quote unquote Texas edition, which I think is ten percent bigger in volume or quantity than what they sell to the rest of the states. So there's actually like Texas edition pickup trucks that are bigger than regular pickup trucks. And you'll notice them in other states as well because they won't fit into any parking spot. You know what I mean? It was funny because my brother-in-law used to have like a Texas edition. Um, It was a big truck. But um, <laughs> it was so funny how proud he was that it's bigger than every other truck. And I'm like, I just don't Who understand. Cares? Why? Who cares? I just don't get why. Who the fuck is comparing truck sizes? When was the last time you went out and someone was like, yo, your truck's too small, my nigga? That's literally never happened before. My nigga. And if if that has (laughs) happened, then I will absolutely validate you owning a bigger truck. But I don't think it's ever happened. That's so weird. But uh, yeah, it's just a big... So everything in Texas is bigger and they mean it. They mean it. When you when they build a target in Texas, it has to be bigger than every other target outside of Texas. (laughs) 
when they build Walmarts in Texas, it has to be bigger than every other Walmart outside of Texas. When you go hunting for deer in Texas, the deer you are hunting have bigger genomes than every other deer outside of Texas. Like, I can't believe that they genetically, like, I could understand if they had, like, a very rigorous breeding program and then they would, like, exercise the deer and they would, like, let these massive bucks go out into the wild and then they were, like, breeding and, and having massive babies. Like, that I would understand. But they're, gene- like, do you know how much work it is to genetically alter something like that? Korea looking at it the same. And then the worst man. part is that I'm pretty sure that they that they pretty much lifted the the studies uh from the German scientists that were doing the same thing with bulls. And they were creating these massive one ton muscle bound bulls that had so much muscle that their skin was stretched so tight that it was translucent. <laughs> like you looked at it and it just it looked like you were looking at the bull's muscles because its skin was stretched so tight that it couldn't even have enough pig pigment in it. So that you would be able to, to block the light from shining through it. That's how fucking big these bulls were. It's disgusting. And I'm pretty sure they just, they use the same technology, the same, um, uh, uh, the same uh, process or the same um, theory of, of genetic recombinant DNA to, to alter the deers. But yeah, man, that's crazy. That's how you make street sharks, man. Bro, can you imagine? Can you imagine if they made like centaur deers? <laughs> that would be nuts, man. And you're hunting like half man, half deers, and they have like antlers. Oh, crazy. Hey, man. Do that shit. Please don't. Why don't, stop it? Don't encourage them. Don't you understand? These people know they don't understand sarcasm. They don't get jokes. They were like, you know what? I think I will do that. I mean, <laughs> I'm just joking. Anybody who has the power to do that is not the type of person that's taking advice yeah. from other people. True story, though. They're definitely not factoring what other people say to the shit they want to do. Definitely listening to no <laughs> fucking body. Feel me? The type I want to make bigger deer is definitely the type of like my idea and I'm getting this done type shit. Yeah. Oh, oh absolutely. It's a megalomaniac's idea. Yep. <laughs> Feel me? What the hell? That's the goofiest shit ever. Yep. So uh, moving on from that. So there was a really interesting um, story that I saw recently about uh, a judge or a court order that came down recently against the mayor of Los Angeles that says that he has to make good on his campaign promise to house the homeless, which I don't even know how you enforce that. That was going to be my first question. I don't. But that's that is pretty ballsy that the judicial system would would make a proclamation against the sitting mayor to house the homeless of all things. That's wild. And that's amazing. And gosh, if that actually is going to get Garcetti to do something positive towards, because that's the thing is, is like, we got to be a hundred percent honest. Anything positive that happens towards the homelessness issue in, in Los Angeles purely comes from the grassroots on the ground individual organizations that come up and work towards that. The city is an active detriment to the homeless population of this city. And and if you've ever dealt with a, a situation where you're trying to remove an impediment, when you remove the impediment and add even just a small modicum of efficiency boost to the, to whatever you're trying to 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 do, whether it's house homeless people or uh, fix a transportation system, you're going to see such a huge boost 
in in productivity towards your goal. It's going to be astounding. Like, I can't imagine what it looks like in L.A. when the city is not actively hurting the homeless people. I'm just like, holy shit, like, this could be fucking huge if it actually, if the city actually takes it seriously. That's why I'm like, I don't, what, I don't know what he means. Like, what is he, <laughs> what's going to happen? Like, are, because I just can't imagine them doing something that good. You know what I mean? Like, when have we ever seen a city do, I mean, any city that I've lived in, at least, like, on the, the municipal level, do something that good for the people. That good. Something that actually benefits 30,000 plus people. Because I think, I think I'm, and, and I could be overshooting it a little bit, but I think that the homeless population in L.A. is somewhere around that. Um, I, I don't know if you could, um, if you hit that on the Google real quick, what's the L.A.'s homeless population. But it's a big number. It's a big number. Very rarely do you ever see a municipal power uh, uh, actually. For 2020, it was 66,434. I undershot it by half. Can you imagine a, a, a municipal power actually actively aiding 66,000 people at once? And not even just 66,000 middle class people, but 66,000 of the most heavily burdened, hardest hit, most distressed people in a city. That's fucking amazing. I've never, I, I haven't seen, and I mean, you got your Voting Rights Act and all of this bullshit that they want to tell you is good. That that legislation is, that, that the judicial system uh, rules over. But this actually has, I've never seen a judiciary substantially help homeless people on such a massive level like this. I don't know. I'm personally floored by that move. Like, I actually want to look into this judge and be like, okay, is there something like I'm missing here? Like, is this thing like setting us up for a bigger disappointment? Because the idea of actively housing the homeless in Los Angeles, I mean, just the, the public health ramifications of doing so are amazing. Yeah, that would be really dope. Amazing. Like the the decrease in stress on, on our mental health systems in LA. I mean, it's just because I don't know if a lot of people are fully aware of how how much of a burden the homelessness issue in LA is on the city, but it is massive. And moreover, in doing so, they they actually established the safety net that jackass Republicans keep on saying exists that doesn't really exist for most people. They'd actually be establishing the safety net in LA. Can you imagine if there, if there was an active movement to actually end the homelessness? I'm just, I, I'm very impressed. I was very excited when I saw that. I can't wait to see what the next step in this is. Um, I'm setting myself up for massive disappointment. Yeah, I'll be impressed when they did something. Like you said, how do you enforce that? It's it's a nice idea and it's a great thought, but let me see some like let me yeah. see a plan of action and this then I'll be excited. It's all hopefulness. Everything that I've that I've cuz they're really I don't I haven't said once what one solid actual policy change would be that Garcetti could get done that would that would do this, nor do I even know if Garcetti gives a shit enough to listen to them. Garcetti has ignored a lot of people in his day. 
Garcetti has ignored yeah, the public also, good a if lot. If they don't have any like actual power over him, he can completely just ignore it. I mean, technically, the a, a judge could put you in jail. Yeah. Could hold you in contempt of the court. He can, but and give him like thirty when days. When was the last time you saw a mayor in jail in America? Oh, that was dude, was doing serving. crack. The DC mayor that was doing crack. The, no, wait, was he actively serving Marion Barry? No, I don't think he was. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, no, they don't. They don't be arresting them. Yeah, it, it's a bad look. But that would bro. be hilarious. Can you imagine it's if the mayor had to serve thirty days for contempt of court because that nigga refused to actually homes the house, house the homeless? Hey, man. Man, if you're a mayor in a city and somebody puts you in jail, nigga, shoot. What are you doing? I know. What you, are you doing, bro? The, yo, you literally pay the cops, nigga. What are you doing? You yeah, give the cops fifty percent of your city budget, and them niggas like, come and arrest you. <laughs> you yeah, really, How does the judge? I mean, that's but, what I mean. I mean, they all operate under a pretext that it's not the case that 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 the police are an operative Amen. of this uh, of the, you know this whole system operates on the honor system. Yeah, if you're white. If you're if you if, if you're not a minority, it operates on the honor system. If you're and white, you or up, you buy into their ideology, because as long as you believe really like things like white people, like if you think that black people are trash, white people will fuck with you. That's what they true. won't fuck with is black people who actually think that black people are humans. Then they're like, nah, you you're wild. What is this thing you're thinking? You know, they love them a Tim Scott. Yep. They love them a Doja Cat. They love them a good coon. Fuck yeah. They What's love the them that Dash. shit. They love man. Did you hear Stacey Dash was trying to come back to the black I hand heard. side? That shit was so funny. Gosh. I laughed. I laughed a full belly laugh when I heard she was like, "I was angry." I was like, "Shut up, bitch!" Click. Fuck out of here, Fuck out of here. You were mad at black people, so you went to Fox News for several years. Fuck out of my face. That's sad. That's not how you start an apology. I've never seen like Oof, yeah. until she started wiling out. I mean, people were fucking. Stacey Dash had a lot of capital is, in the in the community. But I love Stacey Dash, yes. bro, from fucking Clueless. I, I, from I, she back had a in lot of capital. I love. It broke my heart when she did that goofy ass shit. And now it's like you can't come back. And then from I found that. out that she was part of the Dash line, and I fuck with Damon, and I'm like, oh, this is banging, yo. This, yo, she, they were about to start. Bl- no. She was she was in my favorite Kanye West video. Yeah, it all falls really? down. Like, come on. But anyways, Stacy Dash, you used to be one of our goddesses, man. Used to be. <laughs> yeah, emphasis. Hard Feel emphasis me. on the used to bitch. Goofy ass shit. But yeah, man, I thought I'm I'm very hopeful. I can't wait to to chime back in on that um on what happens uh with this with this court order to to house the homeless because uh, moreover. It puts LA. If LA does it, there is zero excuse for any city in this country not to. Period. You lose all ability to to claim that that. Well, then again, Phoenix did it. Was it Phoenix? There was a city in Arizona. Oh no, no, no. I went. I'm sorry. I think it was Salt Lake City in Utah. Now they didn't have. I don't think their homeless population was as massive as LA's. But there was, and and also you. It's it's a lot easier to die. In, in Salt Lake City in the summer Absolutely. outside. Like if you fall asleep on a on a on a uh, bus bench, you could die easily. You and know, so tires be melting out there. Yeah, dude. That shit is wild. But um so Salt Lake City, I, I'm and you could fact check me on this, uh, but Salt Lake City, I believe, started a program to just house all the homeless people because they had so much unused housing. And uh yeah, they they saw a lot of positive benefits from that. And 
and overall the city funds dedicated to to homeless uh services decreased overall overall they just they had to take it from one area reinvest it in an area that actually impacted the people's lives and overall, they spent less. You know what I mean? Even though that it's one like program city, is a very it's like expensive when the program. The city spends less money on like childcare and like taking care of mm-hmm. children when they invest money into sex education. Yeah, oh yes, yo. Well, it's absolutely. I never believed that. I never believed that sex education was so pivotal to 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 child uh, pregnancy rates until I realized that. On average, the average age that someone learned about sexual reproduction in the mid- middle of America is 17. I was like, word? 17? <laughs> My dick was working for a long time before that. You got to start teaching your kid that shit around 10, 11 when their dick starts working. Because if not, they're just going to be slanging that thing. Just been free willing it for the Ooh. last seven years. So Wait, yeah, I, 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 totally, I totally believe oh, that's shit. that when they say that teaching sex education reduces the amount that the state has to pay for childcare. Well, a lot of shit. Yeah. But yeah. So moving on from that, uh, I, I did see a really interesting piece of legislation that looks like it's about to cross. And that is, um, uh, a tax on trading on, on stock market trading that would post that, that would pay for public university institutions. Yeah. I heard about that. Now, I didn't know it was that I have far. Two I thought it was just that. an idea. Oh no, it's 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 written on paper with people's signatures on it. Okay. Type of shit. Um, now, my I have two gripes with that. First of all, the education system really needs to be fixed. Our university education system is broken because of a the fact that they are for profit institutions, and because of that, they are they are not the hotbeds of research that they need to be to be the kind of education institutions that benefit society because these institutions no longer care to do research or anything of that nature because of funding, they end up not encouraging students to branch out into, into new forms of education. All they do is teach the old forms of, 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 of shitty knowledge in, in industries like, uh, like medicine. Like, we know that our medical system has some major issues, but our secondary education system keeps on churning out doctors in the same way who were actually producing a lot of the negative outcomes that we were getting. So I don't want to funnel people through an education system that is that is tainted and is going to teach them not functional ways of operating in our society. We need higher education systems that don't teach our children that there's one functioning economic system in this world. We need education systems that are teaching children about the, 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 the plurality of economic thought so that we can be prepared to move to a better system in the future at some point. So no, I don't, I don't want to tax Walmart, Walmart, uh, stock market trades to fund people to go into an education system. That's going to teach them to do more of the same stupid shit that we've been doing this whole time. That I don't feel is 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 fundamentally effective. And then moreover, man, I just started investing for for Kendrick's future, dog. And now they want to start taxing in trades, man. This is some <laughs> bullshit. Every time a nigga start getting money, now motherfuckers want to start taxing shit. I understand how why rich black niggas try to make bad decisions. What you gotta do is be strong enough of heart not to make the bad decision, though. So ultimately, it is a fundamentally good idea. But for it to be executed properly, 
we need to do uh we need to find ways of a we need to tax electronic trading that high frequency electronic trading that happens on the back end of the stock market that causes those fluctuations that have nothing to do with actual people trading in the market but is all mechanical trading that's what should be taxed you should not be taxing the the trades of somebody who bought you know, a hundred doge coins for funsies. That's not a effective way of, of taxing trading. You know, that is such a small volume trade that you should let that person keep that amount. But the person who's making 500,000 trades a second, now tax them, absolutely. Because even taxing them a fraction of a cent would actually garner enough revenue to justify the act of going out and making the tax but taxing the 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 general public who's making a a, a minority of the shares of trades doesn't even justify the amount of money it would take to create the program to tax them and so you don't what you don't want to do is offset taxing people who aren't making a lot of money by taxing a people who are making a lot of money. That means that you should probably regulate it so that tax only targets the people who are making the effective money. Because those are the people who need to be regulated. It's it's not the it's not the average trader that's that's causing fluctuations in the markets. It's the electronic traders. So my whole case in point is to say that they want to start to tax Wall Street to try and 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 uh to try and garner the revenue to to uh to pay for public education but if they do not target specifically Wall Street for these trades what's going to happen is Wall Street will evade the tax and put it onto the public because a lot of those electronic public trades are conglomerated from public trades and so what will end up happening is, is that they're intending to tax Wall Street, but Wall Street will end up pushing that tax to the individual. And that won't it won't hurt their pocket, not a one. It'll do nothing to, to deal with the wealth gap. It'll do nothing to deal with actually extracting the funds from Wall Street to put into education and end up doing exactly what we're doing. It'll be us paying for our education like we are right fucking now. It will end up being the public paying for your education, just like we are now. And so we don't want to do that. What we want to do is extract the funds from an uh, an inflated portion of the economy and redistribute it to a productive portion of the economy, one of which we all generally agree with is productive, and that's education. That's the goal. That is the spirit of what should be happening here. That's not what's going to happen if they do a blanket uh they do a blanket tax on all trades. And so, you know, we just got to we got to think deeper. We got to be it's not me being selfish because I'm in the stock market now and all of a sudden I care about trades. No. It's just we need to we we need this to actually be effective. And if they don't target Wall Street and they just try to scatter shot with a shotgun, they too quick, man. They too quick. <laughs> but too um fast. Yeah, yeah, they'll never ever be hit by that. Uh, moving on from that, I did see um, 
I really I saw this really interesting um, report that came from uh, an environmental scientist who studies uh, uh, solid waste pollution. And they were saying that just based on the volumes of uh, PPE that was sent out and the rates at which they were being used, uh, there's about to be a massive environmental crisis when we find out where all of these things are being disposed. Because none of these things are biodegradable. None of the gloves, none of the masks. <laughs> so now we don't, we don't, we haven't tracked, but there is literally hundreds of metrics of tons of disposed of PPE that's sitting somewhere. There's literally a mountain of trash somewhere that's just about to fuck it. That, that, that's been piling up that is going to eventually, we're going to find out like, holy shit, this is, this is fucking up the environment. It's about to bless an ecosystem real quick. Bro. And so I'm really not looking forward to see what happens with that because if it ends up in the water and now we have like a floating mountain of PPE where <laughs> where it's like COVID, like a, a bat, like it's going to have all, because imagine it's PPE. So there's viruses, bacteria, all kinds of shit cooking in that heap. Bruh. That's like what the blood. It's going to be such of, a man. fucking biohazard. Man, yes. can you imagine? God, man, I'm not looking forward to hearing what happens with that at all. I mean, it can't be worse than an oil spill, right? It could be because an oil spill is abiotic. Like this shit is breathing and living. Like it's good. Like it's gonna. Like we're gonna have a super COVID come out of it. We're gonna have like a mega Ebola. We're gonna have like um, you know, uh, some next level pink eye come out and fucking <laughs> ravage the land, bro. Yellow eye, bro. That sounds racist, bro. Don't say that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm just fucking with you. Purple eye. <laughs> like, wait, wait. I can't say yellow? What the fuck? <laughs> just chose another random color. Bro, with all this anti-Asian hate going around, bro, you got to be careful, man. Get a nigga canceled. I'm sorry. That's my favorite joke now. Like, you're going to get canceled. Like, no, you're not, nigga. Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. That shit is hilarious. But yeah, moving on from that, the, the hidden costs of PPE, man. Mountain of bullshit. So, um... All right, we'll hit, we'll hit the last two heavy topics and then we'll sign out for the evening. So we have the um, the conclusion of the Derek Chauvin trial. I'm still holding my breath. Uh, they found him guilty on all three counts. Which I mean, I I think it's just more of an indictment onto the to to our society that we got we watched him kneel on his neck for nine minutes and then we still had to wait with bated breath to see if he was going to get in trouble for it. <laughs> but um. You know, he got indicted. I think that the real test comes with the sentencing. Um, Definitely. I'm thinking that uh, in the next couple of days, I'm going a, I'm to a start a GoFundMe to put the commissary on the books of whichever nigga is going to be his celly. So I want to make sure that nigga is well fed. You know what I mean? Always got his energy. Get him some monster energy drinks. So I want that nigga whoop his ass every motherfucking day. Dang, nigga. You're assuming he's not going to get put know, in with other white I'm speaking very, 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 very uh, naively because clearly they are not putting him next to anyone other than a white person if they even put him into a, a situation where he has a celly. Um, but you, a lot of people don't realize they don't put you in your cell by yourself as a point of humanity because then you'd be in solitary confinement. They don't want, you know, it's a point of hey, you know, at least you're not by yourself type of thing. That's why there's two people in cells. Otherwise, why wouldn't they just put you in individual cells? It's inhumane to keep someone separated from other humans for that long. Now, granted, they're putting you into a cell with probably another sick person, so it's not the healthiest contact, but it's a humane act 
is why they have. So it's it's not like they're gonna you know separate him from the population if there is a place that they can put him safely. You know what I mean? So there's that. But you're they're probably gonna sequester him and put him someplace where they don't where no one has access. Because yo, they put yo, this nigga, that nigga's gonna get his bro, how, I don't understand how he doesn't get his ass whooped every single day of his life in prison. <laughs> he was even if he didn't kill a black man, he's a cop who has multiple abuse charges. So he's made a lot of enemies. <laughs> you know what I mean? And 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 assuming he's gonna wanna go to a prison near where people who could visit him would be, which would probably be in somewhere in Minnesota. So it's likely he would be imprisoned somewhere where niggas could find him. I'm just saying, I'm just trying, I'm just putting it all together. <laughs> I'm just, I'm hoping that the, the likelihood of, he's got to get one ass whooping, right, man? He can't let this nigga go to prison and not get one ass whooping, right? I'm just saying, man, I'm hoping. <laughs> if, if we really looking for justice no I'm joking there is no justice in this situation whatsoever um, like what guys, Bernie said it's not justice it's accountability yes and and and, and that's what people and, and that is the point that is lost on every fucking idiot who says but black people kill black people and yes they are held accountable no one ever said black people don't get kill black people but what we're tired of seeing is police kill black people and then go back out into the wild to kill more black people that's what we're trying to stop. You know what I mean? Honestly, like, I think that is the one sentiment that no matter whether you're defund, abolish, reform, everyone who cares about this police situation is of the idea of, well, maybe once they kill someone, we probably shouldn't let them keep killing people. I think that's a unifying factor right there. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, you're right. It's the accountability that, that we're really looking for. Um, we throw around the justice word, but I think that it's a, uh, a euphemism for the accountability we want. Um, but you know, who knows? And then you got, you got the, the, the gaff machine extraordinaire, Nancy Pelosi over here talking about, thank you, George Ford for your sacrifice. And it's like, bitch, you don't have a choice when you're murdered, by the way. Martyrdom is a choice. Sacrifice is something you do. Murder is something that happens to you. And so you you know you know who was a sa- who made a sacrifice that young lady who had to sit there and witness that and 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 sacrificed the trauma her her mental well being to make sure that it was documented properly that young lady made a sacrifice of herself something that was core to her her sanity because I promise you you don't go forward from watching that knowing that in the this man's dying hour the only thing you could do to help him was videotape. You don't go through that without feeling like, like, what more could I have done? So that young lady made a sacrifice. One I think is more important than if she would have put her body on the line. So if we want to honor sacrifices, let's honor her sacrifice. Uh, her, her name is Darnella Frazier. She made a sacrifice. Thank you for your sacrifice. Because without your sacrifice, we would not be here right now with the evidence needed to put this fucker away forever. So thank you, Darnella. Your sacrifice was appreciated. George Floyd, rest in power, brother. Your life was taken way too early, and I pray that your family can, can, can maintain and be at least as, as well off as they can be without you. Dumbass Pelosi, I swear to fucking God, she is indicative of everything wrong with how liberal white people see black people. She's literally the epitome of it, all wrapped up in one kente cloth-covered piece of shit. <laughs> 
It's a fucking shame, man. And, 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 you know, what more do we expect from the woman who fucking sat there during the pandemic with her $20,000 fridge full of ice cream and saying, you know, we all quarantine the same. If you don't get all the way the fuck out of my face. <laughs> like that shit is ugh, it's just disgusting. And so um, on the heels of that, I'll come to our closing story, which is Micaiah Bryant, rest in peace, shot to death by Columbus, Ohio PD. And here I am talking about how we were out to go to Columbus, Ohio for our first show. looks like we need to be very careful about moving out there because Columbus, Ohio police is absurd. They stood over her body and chanted blue lives matter to the crowd. And this is, this is why people have to really, really, really get it through their skulls. And when I say people, I mean white liberals who think that they are on the side of, of black people. There is no reforming this. This is a gang. This is the equivalent of, did you hear about that song where the, that the kids did over that, um, that old uh, pop song beat? I think it was an Ariana Grande song or whatever. Um, where they were rapping the names of their dead homie of the dead ops that they killed over the beat. Like they're talking about, I'm smoking this nigga that I killed his name. I'm smoking oh, yeah, that yeah. nigga. That's the equivalent. That's what these cops are doing. They're chanting over the dead body of what they consider an op, which is just a black teenage girl. Any black teenage girl. And it would fucking infuriates me. I don't even I, I I saw a clip of the video. I can't even make out what was happening. It is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever... I don't even recommend watching it. Um, it. I only saw it by accident because it didn't look like what was described in in the in the article. But they rolled up on her. And the worst part is, is that she called the police because she was in distress. And they, they came and they killed her without ever addressing her. You know, yes, she had a knife because she was in distress. She called you guys because she was in distress. She was trying to defend herself, not from you, which she should have been, but from the people who she was calling you to protect her from. Black women need to be protected. I cannot understand how you you can approach a situation and not and and your immediate assessment is lethal force against the person who you've not even interacted with. Like that's just so I'm not capable of that kind of shit. Like it just blows my mind that there's people out there who are capable not, not that I'm incapable of, of of taking a life, but I'm incapable of rolling up to a situation and deciding that this person needs to die with no concrete facts, no understanding of what's happening, not listening to a single person. That's the shit that blows my mind. Like, these motherfuckers roll up and within seconds are shooting at people. It's like the okay corral for them. And if you look at police training, you'll see exactly why this happens. They don't teach them how to use their guns, but they teach them that killing is the ultimate glory of their job. And that's what you get. This is what you get. There is no reforming this. And I will oh and and I use it as a litmus test. If you honestly are trying to 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 pass to me that this country or anywhere in this world can't live without police, then you have fully bought in to the to 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 the police propaganda. Because the police are as frequently killing without any kind of pretense or or reason. As they, as they are 
going into situations and defending people. Like, I'm really interested to start seeing what the, since now that the FBI is actually tracking police murders, seeing how they weren't doing it up until I think like 2016, it was like five years ago they started tracking police murders as like a database, a nationwide database thing. And so I'm interested to start seeing the ratio of how many times police de-escalate versus how many times a police encounter actually uh, resorts in poli- results in police homicide. Because I'm pretty sure they're very disparate. And they're probably way too close for comfort. The vast majority of, of, of encounters that police come across, at least 90% of them, based on the statistics that we do know, should not have a violent outcome. And I'm pretty sure that more than 10% of their interactions have violent outcomes. And that's, and that's a problem. That's a problem. Because a large portion of those interactions come disproportionately in poorer neighborhoods. When a lot of the crime is actually happening outside of those neighborhoods, even though the people who commit the crimes might live in those neighborhoods, if you're addressing crime where it's happening, it's not in those neighborhoods usually. So, I don't know. There's there's a lot of incongruencies in American policing that are becoming very uh, openly evident to non-minority people. And so that that I think is a very powerful notion to be had. I think that's a it's a it's a it's a possibility for progress because until those things become public images, there's no chance for progress. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm always a, a fan of that because historically that's how things, you know, have changed is when people see what's happening on the ground viscerally, you know what I mean? Um, not in the appropriated uh, dramatized way that, you know, liberals try to, to present the, pro- the ills of the world. Not like that. But when people start seeing, like, if you're on the right, you're actually going to go out and try to defend police murdering a 15-year-old girl. Like, when you see that that's the other side, you start to realize, like, oh, okay, there's just no reasonableness there. Because I think a lot of what goes on is, well, we have to try to work towards the middle. And there is no working towards the middle with people who justify murdering children. And that is what it is. So. Hopefully moving forward, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see see where we go from here with uh, Micaiah Bryant. I absolutely hope I want to see a powerful movement start around uh, 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 a, sh- a woman who was killed because, you know, a Tatiana Jefferson was murdered. Breonna Taylor was murdered and not, and neither of them got justice uh, for their murder. And so I'm I'm ready to see a black woman get some some accountability held for their murder. I want to I want to see someone be held accountable for murdering a black woman. You know, we always talk, you know, black men as as disposable labor labor for capitalism have value to the economy. But when we see cops being held accountable for murdering black women who are the most downtrodden, uh, 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 exploited demographic of this society. Now we're cooking with fire. When we actually start defending the worst, the, the 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 worst treated of us, the ones who are at the bottom, not because they deserve to be at the bottom, because even while being at the bottom, black women have consistently, consistently saved this this country from itself. And so 
when, that is going to be some justice when we start to see black women when they when there's accountability accountability for those who who attack and 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 harm them now we're talking about some progress that's what i would like to see so alrighty, everybody i hope you enjoyed the the convo this time around you can find us on the social medias i'm on instagram at heron's home podcast and i'm on twitter at Karee underscore t and at home heron catch me on instagram at rico underscore g sound and always remember guys time is only wasted if you choose to waste it so learn from your mistakes it's the only thing you ever truly will learn from thanks for joining us guys have a great one peace take it easy